Proverbs chapter 1. Um, I, I just need to just start like this. I got it marked. I can come right back to it. A couple of things. I just... Um, thank you, buddy. I'm going to walk around with a couple things today. If anybody has a question about these items, I want you to look at these two items. Look at them closely. I can bring them closer if you need me to. If anybody's got questions about them, um, I'm coming over here. I want everybody to see them. This isn't a trick question. This thing comes in tan, brown, black, or bone. You remember those commercials? Remember those purses you could get? It came in tan, brown, black, or bone. Well, you can get this in any color you want to. This, this is a Bible. Happens to be a New King James Version. Can somebody tell me what this is? Can somebody tell me what this is? All right, tell me, tell me what, tell me what this is. You're correct. Get it? This is a lamp, and this is a lamp. The Bible says, "Thy word is a lamp to my feet; it's a light unto my path." What what good is is a lamp? in the dark unless somebody lights it it's just an ornament this is an old lamp that matter of fact it's cut it's stamped kmart <laughs> i just lost everybody under 21 years old right there <laughs> everybody gone they gone but y'all know kmart used to be the man right he ain't the man no more his buddy Wall came in and knocked K off. Um, but if it were pitch dark in here, y'all would appreciate this lamp, right? But if it were pitch dark in here, y'all wouldn't start really appreciating this lamp until... I promised I'd go camping. Take that, fans. <laughs> what just happened that would make y'all appreciate that in the dark? I lit it. Otherwise, it's just a, a great cracker barrel. Fits here, right? It's just a great decoration, otherwise. What happened when I lit it? It became flame, fire, flame. It became functional. Remember, you're trying to think like what's going on in this head, not yours. 
Buckle up. Risky, scary. Hold your children close. Became functional. Lamp, the lamp. The lamp became functional. What about this lamp? See, it, it too can become a decoration. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me do to this what I had to do to that this morning. I had to knock the dust off of that. I had to take my light and look down inside it and make sure that it had a wick. And it was bone dry of oil. So I added oil to it this morning. There's a sermon for every bit of that. There's a sermon. You, you want to know a powerful sermon? Look up the oil. Look up the lamp. This is a lamp. It's going to do us no good, zero good in its present form like that. Unless we do that. Did y'all see it light up? Now, now here's the way that, that it can still be functional and be closed. Anybody know how? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. Another psalm, same chapter. I will hide your word that I might not sin against you. I will hide your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I'm going to hit you with the most, um, I've never done this before, but probably one of the most acute ways that we can get into one mind and one accord. And I'm just going to offer you the opportunity because I can't make you do it. I can't, here, here's the thing. I can't even make me do it without severe discipline. But it's a new year, so I want to commit. And I'm going to knock one of them out this morning, Proverbs chapter 1. But Proverbs has... 31 chapters in it. What does that give us the ability to do? A chapter a day. Good reader, three minutes. Reader like your pastor, a little longer. I'm not going to ask you if you read a chapter a day, but you can start. You can start functioning with this. This can start functioning for you. The wisest man in the world wrote this one, this book. Solomon wrote Proverbs. He wrote 31 of them, and they are amazing. They're amazing. And you can't just breeze through them because it's, it, uh, it gets to the point where every Scripture can be like, that's a sign. I mean, that, that'd be like a, a bumper sticker right there. And then I got to read another one. I got to read. So I got to ponder each one of them.
I got to think about each one of them. Because if I try to read it like a story or a passage, it's, 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 you're going to hiccup. It's not going to work. But you can take a minute. You can, you can have with your coffee or your muffin. Oh, that's right. It's beginning to your oatmeal, your power bar. Can't have it with your bacon eggs no more. Sorry, but I will. I'm just telling you one a day. And I'm going to be in Proverbs for a while. I can't tell you when we're going to get out of it. We're going in, though. We're, we're, we're jumping in. And the thing about Proverbs, you got to learn to swim quick because you're in deep water real quick. And the thing about Proverbs, there's 31 of them. And if we do one a day, at the end of the month, I mean, watch out, February. We need that. We got January. We can try this out in January. And if you've missed, you, we've, we, it's the seventh. So that means we're going to hit one today. So by next Sunday, you'll be caught up if you'll do two a day. Then you can just totally chill and do one a day. But for the rest of the year, you know what we do? If we do this for the rest of the year, we will have read Proverbs 12 times. And his word will start being inside of us. And his word will start being a lamp under our feet and a light under our path. And we will have hidden his word in our heart and we won't be sinning against him because you can't beat his principles. You, you cannot beat his principles. I don't know why I've never thought of this before. It's, it's genius. I feel smart today. Could it be the copper so in my socks? But I doubt it. I doubt it very seriously. Um, I want to be a better pastor. I want to be a better teacher. Matt Woodhouse introduced me to a, a pastor friend of his yesterday. Just in small talk, have you ever had wisdom just slap you upside the head? I'm telling you, wisdom can daze you. Wisdom can daze you, and it can take a day to get it. And this other pastor, just in, in small talk, we were talking about our sons. His son was playing basketball. Your son was playing basketball. My son was playing basketball. We were just talking small talk on the side. You know how you get, you meet somebody, next thing you know, we, we move real quick to the weather. Weather's over. Where are we going from here? And, and he starts talking about his son and math. And I'm like, I'm on another planet don't even exist here and he said a couple words like algebra and calculus and and I just looked at him and I said hey you're saying words that you're, you're making me scared as I'm standing right here beside you I don't even know what you're talking about we laughed but he said something and this is where wisdom came in he said I was telling my son my son's gonna be a math teacher I'm like we're different we're different we're, we're very different he's a great guy I like him already but he said this because this, this wisdom came out of him. He said, I told my son, when you get to college, 
You, you probably need to retake some of these courses that you think you already know. And then when you take them, you know, you got electives, you might want to take them again from a better professor. And he was talking about calculus, y'all. It's like, my son survived. I'm not sending him back to World War II or World War III or the calculus conflict or... <laughs> The war in the Gulf of Math, we're not doing that anymore. And this man is talking about his son taking math, passing it, hallelujah, going to college, taking it again. And if he doesn't get an instructor that taught him well, finding an instructor that can teach him well. And I, I'm telling you, I was just blown away. I could have been at Charlotte Airport behind a 747 that's like standing behind it like that trying to hold on to the back of that thing. I couldn't believe what he was saying. I was like, what in the world? Who am I talking to? This is crazy. You're talking crazy, man. I don't even know you. This is crazy talk. And it took me to this morning in front of my mirror. And I was in front of my mirror this morning. And it hit me all over again. Why would he say that? Why would he? Because his dad knew, if you're going to do this for a living, if this is going to be your life, if you're going to be a math teacher, you need to be taught well. You need to be careful about who you're teaching. And just like that looking in the mirror, the Lord said, John, that's how you need to be for your people. You need to be taught well so they can be taught well. You need to be in front of me. You need to not be listening to anybody else or everybody else. You, you don't need to be settling for another message. You need to be talking to me. You need to be getting instructed by me so you can give instruction to them. So I'm inviting you with me. To do something in Jeremiah 15, 16, Jeremiah said this. He said, I found the word and I ate it. He said, I found the word. Your word came to me and I ate it. I consumed it. You only eat the things that are good for you and that bring satisfaction to you. And there are some things in your life that you need, you, you don't have an answer to, that you need to consume the word on that thing. So that you can get to a place of satisfaction. We eat the word. We eat every day. I do. Y'all can look at me and tell you he eats every day. He doesn't miss. He's not, he's not a faster. We can tell my pastor's not a faster. Just say he's the pastor's. I got a brother right now. I guarantee I haven't even talked to him. I've talked to him. I haven't talked about this. I guarantee he's fasting. He's a faster. He'll fast the first 21 days of every year. I'm like. Praying for you over here, Matt. I'm believing God to answer you and meet your need. Let me go get a snack. <laughs> I can pray better on a full stomach. <laughs> Jeremiah ate the word. Every answer, every need, every direction you will ever need. Is in the word because John 8, 12 says Jesus, Jesus is the light of the world. 
We hide his word in our hearts. He, his word is a lamp to our feet. Whatever, wherever I need guidance, his word. Wherever I need understanding, his word. When I need an answer, his word. And then when I don't get an answer, it's in there intrinsically for me to learn to trust him. And it all makes sense. And I'm not telling you anything you don't know. I'm just telling you that his word is for us and we got to be in on it. And I'm going to give you a few keys out of it this morning in Proverbs chapter 1. And I'm going to invite you and I'm going to do something to make it. I don't know about y'all, but that is killing me. Okay, better now. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1. I'm actually going to read the whole chapter to you, but probably going to break it up. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive wisdom, the words of understanding to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. Let me make it relevant. The world right now is completely consumed with justice, judgment, equity, everything being fair, everything being equal, everything being just in their eyes. To give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning. And a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. To understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and and instruction. God looks at things differently than we do. And according to what he's saying right here is, if you don't receive his wisdom instruction, you despise it, and you're a fool. You despise it, and you're a fool. I'm giving you everything you need. Why are you looking for helps? Why are you needing something else? Why, why am I not enough? I heard about a, a young man about, I think he's between 25 and 30. He read some 50-something books last year. And I know he's a believer, but, and, 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 and so you know, I'm not passing judgment. I didn't read the Bible through last year, but I, 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 my question was, was that one of the books? Or how often did that book get in there with those books? Because people give me books all the time. I'm not asking you not to do it straight out. <laughs> Somebody gave me one not long ago and, and said, I got some questions I want to ask you. And I went to him, I told him, I said, I, I read it. I mean, I painstakingly read it. I took away from other things to read that book because I wanted to, to seem scholarly in front of them. I wanted to read it, report back to them, say, I have read the book. 
And I think they even forgot their questions. <laughs> I was like, daggone it, that wasn't easy. But my, 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 this, this is not trying to be facetious at all. I got a book. You see, you got a book. You got the greatest book of all. Still the number one seller. Looking at our word, I can tell it's not the most read thing, but it's still number one seller. So we, most of us have a copy or two or eight or 16. It's not the most read thing, right? It's not that fun to read. Verse 2, so we're getting there quick, so we're already back to verse 2. To know wisdom, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instructions of wisdom. Right there. To know it and to perceive it. It's very important how you perceive it because how you perceive it is how you will receive it. And I'm telling you, we've received it wrong a lot. Because if we receive it, if we ever receive it as what it is intended to be, it will change us. A lot of, of what I bring to you I don't just bring to you, I actually bring it back to you. The Word itself says there's nothing new even under the sun. Every revelation that you'll get, you're not the first one. And somebody will, who's really good at writing a book will, will take a word and, and it'll be a really cool word and they'll write a book on it and it'll sit on the top shelf of the, what is it, New York bestseller, top, whatever you, who are the readers? What, what do they have it? That. And then another author will write something really close to it, or it might say the that. And people will read that one and that one and that, and it'll, it'll be the trend for a little while. You see what I'm saying? And there's nothing new under the sun. Nothing new under the sun. I'm convinced that we can come here and I can rattle off the same thing to you over and over again. And in time, I'll come back and hit it again. And we can lull ourselves away and not be changed and wonder what the answer is when it was right here the whole time. We just never received it. Did we know it? Yeah. <coughs> you say, Pastor John, what about this? And I say, well, this verse of Scripture, oh, yeah, 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 we know that, we know that. We perceived it, but did we receive it? I even told somebody this week, I said, you're so good. You got the answer inside of you. You, man, any of your friends, they run up on something, you can tell them what the Word says. And, they, they, and you help them. But you got to know that same Word works for you. It's part of having grace for you. There are people that have grace for everybody else and none for themselves. That's not receiving the Word. 
The same grace that you're trying to get somebody else to receive. The same grace, that, the same word that you're trying to help someone else to receive, it works for you too. And if it doesn't, it's wrong. Because God didn't write a special signed copy just for you. He wrote his word for every one of us. And that's the word that we've got to take and hide in our hearts. That's the word that we've got to teach our children. That's the word that we've got to take time and say, what's this mean? That's the word that we need to pray before we read it. And guess what? I would suggest pray after you read it. I would suggest if, if you bar, embark on this with me, when you read Proverbs, it's just a chapter. You can read one chapter while your commercials are running. And you, and you don't even have to do commercials anymore, do you? Like $6 a month, no commercials. Woo! Pray before you read it. Pray after you read it. So you will not just have the knowledge. You'll get the understanding out of it. You know what wisdom is? Wisdom is skilled knowledge. Wisdom is having it and then knowing how to apply it. Do you know why you're going to need it? Because he's going to need it. And you're going to say things to him that I can't say. And here's the crazy thing. I could say the same thing, and he won't get it from me, but he'll get it from you. Because you're his first line of defense. I'm on down the road. I get y'all for a minute. I get y'all for a couple minutes. You got him all week and for the rest of his life. And you're doing a great job, by the way. You're doing such a great job. You guys are teaching all of our kids. Verse 8, my son, hear the instruction of your father and do not forsake the law of your mother for they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie and wait to shed blood. Let us lurk secretly for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like Sheol and whole like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all kinds of precious possessions. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in your lot among us. Let us all have one purse. My son, do not walk with them in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path, for their feet run to evil. And they make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. For they lie in wait for their own blood. They lurk secretly for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. It takes away the life of its owner. Wisdom calls aloud. Outside, she raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses at the openings of the gates in the city. She speaks her words. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? What it's saying right there is how long, naive ones, how long will you love naivety? For scorners delight in their scorner. And fools hate knowledge 
Turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you because I have called you and you refused. Listen to this. Because I have called you and you refused. I have stretched out my hand and no one regarded. Because you disdained all my counsel and would have none of my rebuke. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your terror comes, when your terror comes like a storm and your destruction comes like a whirlwind when distress and anguish come upon you. Then they will call on me, but I will not answer. God Almighty. Okay, did you hear what the Scripture just said? Then they will call on me and I will not answer. Do you think God's playing? Do you think God's sitting us down and saying, hey, 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 now, I'm serious. I'm serious. When my parents, my, my mom, boy, she taught us. When everybody else was doing, okay, little Johnny, one, two, three. Little Johnny, I said, stop. You know what little Johnny had learned? One and two mean absolutely nothing. Three, eh, we'll see. I said, have you ever heard parents correcting their children and they're like looking for your approval or like bouncing it off of you like mentally like, I'm doing the right things here. I'm doing what Dr. Oz said. I'm doing it. I'm following the steps. My mom played an instrument at church. And there was one sound I could hear as I was cutting up on the front row. I could hear this. I knew war had started. Paul Revere had ran past. I did not hear him. The enemy was coming. It was my mom. And it was going to happen when I got home from church. And I was going to die. All because of that. Because my mom's five feet tall. Y'all see, that woman didn't play. She could hit a baseball. The way she swung a belt, and I know that's foreign, but she could hit it further than, she could hit a, if she hit a baseball with a bat, it would go further than any man has ever seen before. It may wrap the globe twice. Just telling you, it's a different day. Okay, whatever. So let me read that one all over again. Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses at the opening of the gates in the city. She speaks her words. How long, you simple ones? How long will you love being naive? How long will you delight in your scorning and hate knowledge and turn at the rebuke? 
Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. I'll make my words known to you. I will make my words known to you. Surely I will make my words known to you. Because I have called and you refused, I have stretched out my hand and no one regarded because you disdained all my counsel. It would not, it would have none of my rebuke. Also will laugh at your calamity. I'll mock when your terror comes. Your terror comes like a storm and your destruction comes like a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come upon you, Then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would have none of my counsel, despise my every rebuke. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled to the full with their own fancies. For the turning away of the simple will slay them. And the complacency of fools will destroy them. And the last verse says, but whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. Will be secure without fear of evil. Whoever listens to me will be secure without fear of evil. Secure, that's actually a military term right there. It means to be at ease. You've seen the soldiers when they're at, at attention, and then when they come to at ease, all is well again. The alarm has been lifted. I know that was strong, but I'm just doing what I believe the Lord showed me to do. Thank you, guys. Don't worry, our officer had them outside. He knew exactly when to bring them back in, so everything was scripted. But your life is not scripted. And there is an enemy after your children. And your answer is in his word. And there is a time to seek him, and that time is now. Let me tell you when the, when the time not to seek him is. It's when tragedy strikes. When tragedy strikes, 
we drop everything, we come back to the steps of Congress, all of a sudden we can pray again as a nation until we decide we can't pray and we don't need that anymore. But it, well, it takes a dang good picture, doesn't it? Hmm. It's a bit late, though. Can I tell you that tragedy has already struck? It strikes every day. It strikes wherever you're at. You can't hide your kids from it. You can't put them in this school. You can't put them in that school. I'm not going to even get into that. But I worked at a Christian school. The one thing that the Christian school were at the state that I was working at, this is what had to happen. When the kids got kicked out of public school that were the worst of the worst, they had to go to school somewhere. Guess where they went? To the Christian school. I was a chaplain. I preached to kids. I've heard demonic screams come out of kids. Tragedy has already happened. Those kids, those children, those precious assets they have, they belong to you. And God will help you. This is your chance. This is your wake up. This is our opportunity for the great I am to become way more than just a cool song. I love that song, but it's who he is. It's not just a name. It's, it's not just a name. It's a function. The great I am. Do you see what I'm saying? He's not just a name. He is a function. Every one of his names function. That's why we can say that and we know it. He is the great I am. He, he, he is the great I am. There's, there's, there's no one like him. Parents, you worshiping at church should not be a stumbling block for your children. They should not be saying, why are they doing that here, but they're doing these other things at home. Something doesn't match. And you are the most influential ones in their lives. And you can't sub that out to anybody. Don't sub it out to me. When I was a youth pastor, I got called on the carpet by my pastor for kids that had got drunk in the youth group that I'd never even met them but at one time they came to church and the parents were mad because the kids got trouble they got caught drinking say let's call the youth pastor on carpet you want to be the youth pastor at this church you're going to get a control of these kids no I'm not they're yours get real taking a blame for that are you kidding me i don't even know him are you kidding are you serious is that is that all you got do you think that the devil is playing with you do you think he's running deals do you think god's running a deal with you i just read where he said 
I'll laugh at you. The same God that said, know me, perceive me, receive me, will also say, I'll laugh at you. Because he knows where it goes. He knows where it goes. A rejection of him is a rejection of the great I am. A rejection of him is not just rejecting his name. It's rejecting all of his function. He must just be on that cross. It means nothing to the enemy. Y'all seen them vampire commercials where the vampire's coming at them, all of a sudden they... And that vampire goes... That's like 5,000 years ago, I know. But that cross don't mean nothing. Have we lost our, 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 our ability to perceive anything about God? We should be the most powerful people in the universe. Nothing to do with skin color. Nothing to do with language barriers and uh, speaking different languages. Positionally, I should have such a relationship with him that the enemy knows my name. Remember the scripture where the demon said, Paul I know and Jesus I know, but who are you? I know he knows Jesus, but the fact that that demon knew Paul's name let me know hell can know my name. Hell can know who I am. Hell can know your name. Or hell can be like, <laughs> God's got nothing. All that stuff he does on Sunday, that's crap. <laughs> I don't want him to stop doing it. I want him to keep on doing it. I want him to keep on and, and keep the facade going. And, hey, strung that guitar, little boy. I see you the rest of the week. You got your mom and daddy fooled, son. Keep it going. Because other people are looking at you. Other people your age are looking at you. They know if you or faking it right there. I'll say this for us. It's a new year. We can start off all fresh and new, right? And here's the thing about God. You can start with Him today. The people that, 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 that did lose weight, the people that did their res resolutions and all that stuff, maybe it started on January the 1st, but here's the thing, it started on a day. Today can be the day for you. Today can be the day I take my family back. 
I hear it all the time how our men need to step up. The feminization of the church. I'm not saying all that didn't happen. But as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. And I'm not giving you a new routine to get into. I'm telling you, the things that become a habit in your life are because you added some discipline in there. And there's a blessing that if you're not doing it, you're forfeiting it and not just forfeiting it. Stand up, Brent and Tiffany. Take your girls by the hand. Pull them close. And if you're not, now let them go. Let me just pull them away from you. Come on. Don't look back at your mom and dad. (laughs) (laughs) They're mine now. They're mine now. They're doing what I say to do. They're doing what I want them to do. I'm not Pastor John right now, so you know. (laughs) They're following me. They're marching to the beat of the drum. And you guys stay right here. You two now are like everything Pastor John says. It just, we're we're, we're eating it all. Whatever you say, Pastor John, say it. Preach that. Amen. Hallelujah. Pastor John, can can we pray? Hey, Pastor John, will you come, come over here? Tiffany. Tiffany, go get go get Christine and and and, and Brent. Come on, you got me, y'all, 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 y'all. Come down here, please. Come pray with us. Come pray, pray with us for our for our girls again. Let's let's pray for our girls again because you know they used to come. We're just believing God's gonna bring them back, y'all. Everybody, at church, okay, church, y'all see them. Let's let's all agree in prayer. Let's let's gather around them. I'm not saying there's not power in all of that, but I'm telling you, right now it's time. Go back to them. Get to them quick. Get back to them quick, Tiffany. They're yours. Get back to them quick. Now's the time. Now's the time. It's your house, dads. It's your house. I am not a whole lot different on Thursday than I am on Sunday. I'm not. The reason is what happens on Sunday stays on Sunday. That can be a good thing or that can be a bad thing. I just I just had friends come back from Las Vegas. They showed me this this new sphere that they got. I had no idea. It's like billions of dollars to make that sphere. Billions of dollars to make that sphere. Unbelievable the capabilities inside that building. You can't compete with the world for entertainment. Entertainment will suck you right out of here like a vortex.
please, please don't need a tragedy in your lives to get your attention. Please don't need that. The tragedy's already happening right now around you. Open your eyes. Your children need you more than they have ever needed you before. Right now. For those that have children that are leaving home, going to college, going to the workforce, the children that are older, Just this week, my mother-in-law said something to my daughter, to my daughter, to my wife. And Christine said, I'm 54, Mom. Because <laughs> they never stop being yours. They never stop being yours. It was a good thing. It wasn't a bad thing. I just laughed. I sat over and laughed about it. I'm like, and she's my wife, and she's got children, and they're grown, and that children have children, and Christine can... Can, there's, a, there's a place for her to always be mom's little girl. There's nothing wrong with that. But right now is the time for discipline in our lives to his word. Plenty of things can help you. Hey, who knows? Maybe copper in your socks is a good thing. Who knows? But I need the discipline of his word in my life. I need the discipline of his word in my life. All these other things, eh, eh, we'll see. Eh, who cares? But his word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. Nobody needs a light. He says, oh, it's dark. I need a light. And somebody just comes and puts the lights right in your Oh, I got you. There's some light right there. It's his, it's his light inside of me that exposes everything else so that I can see it clearly. i got a friend who absolutely loved. He's, he's dead now, one of my best friends. You know, you know who I'm talking about. One of his biggest loves in life was a new flashlight. He, he loved the flashlight, and he loved the more lumens when they started giving light. And he had this thing called uh, the, um, the torch. It's unbelievable, the, the light. And he'd always show it to me, but he'd show it to me by shining it in my light. I wanted to kill him over it so many times. He'd think it's so funny. He'd get a new light, and I'd just about feel the heat off of that thing hit my face. He'd be like, and he'd hit me with that thing. He loved those lights. No, it's doing no good if you, if, you, if, you, if you don't turn it on, if it doesn't function. And then it does no good if it's not going the right way. Thy word is a lamp into my feet. You know what that tells me about my feet? My feet need a light. You know what that tells me about this world? When, when, when we're talking about where, where to go, where not to go, where not to go, we're not supposed to be afraid of anything. We're the light of the world. He said you're the light of the world. You know what the world is? The world is darkness. That means you're needed in it. It says, I mean, supporting Scripture, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. How will they find out? How will some of your peoples that you are praying for 
that are living in a world of darkness ever see light again if somebody doesn't go to them with light. We can't just tuck away everybody and say, hey, let's all stay over here where we're all believers. Just telling you it's not going to work. He's not called us to hide and tuck away and wait on him to come and, and sing when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be. Remember that song? I'll choose the way with the Lord's despised few. I was like, I won't. I don't want to be in the despised few. We say we sang crazy stuff. But now we'll sing all kinds of stuff, but will we live it too? And it'll feel right while we're singing it, but will it last till we get to the parking lot? What's going to change? The Word is what's going to change us. And without the Word, we'll be lost. 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 Will you come, Christine? Heavy day today, I know. Heavy day to preach. Heavy day to ask some of my wonderful church members and attenders to do what they just did. And I told them, the reason I asked you to do it, it came to my mind first. I said, the reason God put you in my heart to ask you if you guys would do it. You could have said no. It's because you're doing it at home. You're already doing it. So I know this is going to be an acting job for you. And I'm asking you, sell your part. Sell it. We went over it three times three times at least, sell your part, sell, this is not who you are, help me today, and they did a good job, but you're not acting, but you do have a script, don't just know his part, he's got his part, know your part. If you want him to function as the great I am, serve him. Bible when Jeremiah said this, he said, Jeremiah stood in front of the people and said, If it seems evil to you today, don't follow God anymore. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's drawing a line. I'm believing for change. I'm believing for lost loved ones to come back to Him. And if they've never been to Him, I'm praying for them to come to Him. And I'm praying for us to be a people that will receive them. But I'm praying that inside of these walls, none is lost. None is lost. How crazy if we come here and we're lost from this? Are you kidding me? I'm just going to ask you, if your family's here, pull close to them. If, if, if they're not, get close to somebody. You just became their family member. It's okay. We have, a, we have a great adoption rate in this church. You belong to somebody in this church. We love you. I want to pray over you this morning. Father, I thank you because the help that is available to us now did not come out of an emergency fund. It's been there for us. 
And unfortunately, we have neglected it many times. We forfeited victory in our lives, but we're not going to lose. We're victorious by you, by your word in our lives. Your word governs our life, but it does more than that. It guides our life. Your, your, your word is a light for our path. We don't have to wonder where we're going. We don't have to fall into places that we didn't see coming. Your word exposes this world to us. And we can actually be at ease when others are wondering, what are we going to do when people are falling into panic mode? What are they going to do? Your word says it right here. It says we can listen to your word and dwell safely and be secure without fear of evil. We can be at ease in this world. But only by putting our faith and our trust in you, only by not just knowing you, but perceiving you correctly so that we can receive you the right way. As I fall into this line of teaching in Proverbs, God, open access to my mind to grab things that I've missed before. As you feed us, like Jeremiah said, I found your word and I ate it. God, give me more than just tasty morsels of your word. Give me chunks of meat. Give me nourishment. And then let us not nibble on it or, 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 or be picky with it. Let us devour your word. Let us eat it. Let us consume it. Because if we do, what we will receive out of that will be more blessing than we've ever walked in. More knowledge, more understanding, more wisdom, more skillful knowledge. In Jesus' name, I ask it. Will you pull up Ephesians chapter 1? Just, I'm not going to start preaching all over again. I'm just going to read this. Paul prayed this over people. He said, this is my prayer that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of His calling, what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe according to the working of His mighty power which He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but also in that which is to come. And He put all things under His feet and gave Him to be head over all things to the church. That's us which is His body. That's us, the fullness of Him who fills all in all. 
That was a prayer Paul prayed. The eyes of our understanding. That, 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 in that context, that word in that understanding is actually your heart. The eyes of our heart. His light getting down into my heart. The Bible says, who can know it? The Bible says, the, the, the heart is deceitful above all things. I need His word in my heart. I need it to be enlightened. Not just for me. For Christine, my wife, for, for Walker, my son, for Michaela, my daughter, for Logan, my, do- my, my son-in-law, for, for Lincoln, my grandson, for Holland, my granddaughter. I need that for them. You need it to lead your family. Incredible prayer. His Word is for us. It's for us. Us, I told you over Christmas, us, such a powerful word for unto us a child is born, to unto us a son is given. I'm included in that. I never feel alone according to his word. Father, I thank you for your word. Let it start again in us today. This is not just going to be a routine day in our lives. This is going to be where a discipline is going to start with us. God, help us find a time in the day, a chapter a day, your word. Let us feast on it. Let us gather our family around and feast on your word. It'll be impossible for us to change. And not be changed. It'll be impossible that we won't be changed. If we do these things, if it's conditional. It's a personal thing. It requires action on our parts, but we can do it and you'll help us. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Would you stand?